Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We're beginning tonight's shear in Simen Chafei. We're in the middle of Sif Yudbeis. We're on page 68, the last line of the Machaber on page 68. Last night we did one section of Sif Yudbeis, and now we'll continue with the second section. The Machaber says in the last line, Misha Miniach Tfilin Shalyat Uveirach. One who made a bracha on his Tfilin Shalyat, and he was about to put it on. And in the beginning of his tightening of the of the knot, the the knot rips. The now he needs to make a new knot. However, he did not take his mind off from the bracha and from the mitzvah. He does not have to make another bracha. So he made one bracha, he tried tightening it, unsuccessful, the knot ripped, and he makes, needs to make a new knot, so he does not need to make a new bracha. The bracha is still yet to be chal on the mitzvah, so you can make the nunat and make the bracha. Then the Mechaber says another case. If the shayad got loosened before he put on the shorosh, so he first put on the shayad all the way properly, and then it became loosened, it became away from his arm, so then, or just became loosened, since he did not yet make the bracha on the shorosh, he could just tighten the shayad without making another bracha, and he's fine. Oh, very good point. Even though he didn't put on a shorosh yet. Right. You're correct. So the Mechaber is saying in, in point number two over here, if the shayad gets uh, gets loosened and he didn't yet put on a shorosh, he could just retighten it. He would not need another bracha. Avol im shorosh. But if he put on his shorosh already, the achakachuter shayad, and then the shayad gets loosened, then mahadek umavarech. Then he has to tighten it with a bracha. And then the Mechaber ends off with another new topic, which we'll read now, but we'll go back to the first part in the Mishabur in a moment. You can make a bracha on borrowed tefillin, velo al gzulin, but not on stolen tefillin. We'll get to that later. Let's go back to the Mishabura on the bottom of page 68, where in the Mishabura sifkatan memches. So the first point that the Mishabura said was, that the Mechaber said was, that one who's putting on his tefillin shayad, he made the bracha, and in the beginning of his tightening of the tefillin, the, the knot rips, he needs to make a new knot, but since he didn't take his mind off of it, he does not need to make a new bracha. Says the Mishaburah, This would have the same application on the Shorosh. If a person's putting on the Shorosh and the knot, the knot snaps and needs to make new knots and do things again, he also would not need a new bracha. But the Mishaburah continues in Sivkatan Memtes, in the beginning of page, Lamed Hay. The, the, the point was that he was low Daito. He didn't take his mind off. Even if he spoke, but it was no to the tefillin, ain't no hesek, but the but the that's not a hesek. So he does not need to make a new bracha. Again, he was tightening the shayad and the ritzua broke and needs to make a new kesher. He does not need to make another bracha since he was not Mesiyah Das. Says the Mishibura in Sivkata Nun, Dekevan de lo nasa adayin mitzvah hanocha. Since he was not yet successful in his mitzvah hanocha, because as he was trying to tighten it, it snapped, so he did not finish his mitzvah hanocha. Nimsa de lo chola adayin habracha al shu mitzvah. So his bracha is still hanging around, it wasn't yachal on a mitzvah. Vasiyah sakesha enomafsek. The making of a new nut is not considered a hefsek. Kevin shu me'inyin a mitzvah. Since it's the same topic of the mitzvah, it's the purpose of the mitzvah. Alkein chayil habracha al hanocha shnia. Therefore, the bracha sticks around and is chal on his second attachment, which hopefully he does successfully, and that's fine. He does not need a second bracha. 
From here we can learn out that one who has tefillin with him that does not even have a knot at all, and he made the bracha and then he made a knot and then he tightened it. That also will be okay. You see from the Machabi that the making of a knot is not a hefsek. Just like the Machabi says, if you had a knot there, you made the bracha, you try tightening it, the, the knot snaps, and you have to make a new knot, and it's not a hefsek for the bracha. So too, if you had filling that were not yet knotted, and for some reason you made the bracha first, and now you have to make the knot and tighten it, that also the knot will not be a hefsek, and that bracha that you made initially before the making of the knot and the tightening will be okay. Then the Mishaburah says, Umashma midivra shulchanarach. It is masha from the words of the Machaber, Dim la'achar shehidek hatfilan al hazroa nifsak hakesher tzorach lachzor ulevarech. So here the Mishaburah is mimedayik in the Machaber. The Machaber says you made the bracha and you're trying to get it on for the first time and it snaps. So it's mashma, says the Mishaburah, that if you already tightened the tefillin, so you had a chalos of your bracha, because the, the tefillin were tightened properly and the bracha was chal already, then the kesher is nifsak, then you would have to make another bracha. Why? nigmar Because the ma'isa mitzvah was already done when you tightened it the first time, and now it broke. Now it's a, it's a, it's a new ma'isa mitzvah. You'll need a new bracha. It will be like we learned yesterday when the tefillin moves out of its place, that you need a new bracha when you move it back to its place. So too over here, if the bracha was chal and you and you put the tefillin on properly, and now the knot snaps, and now you have to fix it, so now you have to make a new bracha, just like if your tefillin moved out of the place. The achronim cholku al zevikasu. However, the achronim argue on this diuk of the mechaber, and they write the kevan de birchas laniach sheberach kodem hanochas shoyad. Since we know according to everyone, not only the Machaber, where you're making only one bracha on both, but even according to the Ramah, that we make two brachas, we said very clearly that the bracha of Lohaniyah Tefillin is going on both. So since the bracha that you made of Lohaniyah Tefillin before the Shayat is going on both the Shayat and the Shorosh, like we learned earlier, so so long that you didn't put your Shorosh on, you're still involved in a Mitzvah that shat that bracha, because the bracha of the lahaniyah tefillin goes on the shayad and the shorosh. So so long you didn't put the shorosh on, and now your shayad the the knot snaps and you have to make a new knot. So just because you had it attached the first time, the bracha is still around because the bracha is needed for the shorosh. And therefore the achronim argue with this diuk in the machaber, and they say it's not true that even if you put the tefillin shayad on totally, and then it snaps, and now you have to remake the knot, you also will not need another bracha because your bracha of lahaniyah tefillin is still around because you need it for the shorosh. And the first bracha that you made of Laniyah Tfilin does not end until you put on the Shorosh. Alkain. The same way the Machaber said in the second halacha that we discussed today, which is on the top of Lamed Hay, that if it got loosened, after you put on the shalyad, before you put on the shorosh, and now you're retightening it, you will not need another bracha. So to over here, these, the Mishaburah is saying, according for these achronim, the same thing will apply even if the knot snaps. Therefore, kemo behutra kesher, just like when the kesher gets, gets loosened, shalyad kodam anachal shorosh, like the machaber says, before you put on the shorosh, 
Pasuk Hashulchan Aruch, the Einotzer Lassul of Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch himself paskins that you do not have to go back and make another bracha. So who Adinami im Nifsak Hakesher Gamkein Einotzer Lassul of Aruch. By that same logic, you would not have to go back and make another bracha. Say these Achronim, even if the knot snaps, it would be the same thing because since your bracha of Laniel Tefillin is still around till the Shorosh, it shouldn't matter if it gets loosened or the knot breaks. So you need to make a new knot. Still, the bracha of Laniel Tefillin is still around, and therefore they pass, and you would not need a new bracha in either case until you put on your Shorosh. After the Shorosh, that's the next day of the Machaber, that once the Shorosh is on and then the Shalyad gets loosened, or certainly if the knot would snap, then of course you would need to make a new bracha. But if the Kesher of the Shorosh or the Shoyad breaks after you already put on the Shorosh and you tightened it properly, then then you would have to make a new bracha. If there's no one there that knows how to make the knot of the Tefillin, and therefore because of the Pairing of the Ritzua, you need to make a, you need to pick a new pair of Tvilim. Then, no matter what, you have to make a new bracha, because you're putting on a new pair of Tvilim, which we discussed yesterday, you certainly would need a new bracha. That would be similar to a case in Simon Reh Shvav Sivav, which in No. 57 he explains, one who took a fruit in his hands. He made a bracha on it, v'neva mimenu v'noto pri'acher, and he lost that fruit, and he takes another fruit, tzarach lachzor ulevarech al ha'pri'acher. He needs to make another bracha on the other fruit. Mipnei shalo haya daito olo b'shas ha'bracha. Since he did not have that in mind when he made the bracha. So to hear, if you made a bracha on the tefillin, even though the bracha was chal on the first pair of tefillin, but you didn't have in mind the second pair of tefillin, so the first one that Ritzuah tore, and you have no one that can... Uh, fix up the kesher properly and you need to take another pair of tefillin that's ready made which you didn't have in mind so you have to make another bracha in that case yes two questions we'll start with one if, uh, if, the, if the nut snaps and you need to speak to ask for help to somebody with somebody to somebody else yes we said you can you can we said that that was the first thing the Mishabur said in them tests even if you spoke having to do with that it's not a problem because it's a tzarech the mitzvah, so if you have to, with the evidence, you can't speak for the purposes of the mitzvah. Now, the second question regarding the fruit. If you are making a bracha, you, you pick an apple, and you, you call in mind that you're going to, the bracha is on the, on the orange also, and then you say, you know what, I'm going to pull back the, the, the apple and take the orange. That would be fine. You don't need to say that. Correct. Right. The case of, right. The case of the tefillin, though, you only had in mind one pair of tefillin, so you want a new pair of tefillin, you didn't have in mind, you would have to make another bracha. Says the Mishra Vaiter in Sifkoton Nun Aleph. Nun Aleph is going on the second case that we discussed in the Mechaber on the top line at the end, that im huter shalyad kodam shorosh, if the shalyad gets loosened before you put on the shorosh, mahatkon ve'ein tzarech lachzor levarach. The Mechaber says, like we just explained in the Mishabura, since you did not yet put on the Shorosh, and therefore the Brach on the Shayat is still around, therefore if it gets loosened and you're tightening it, you would not need to make another Bracha. Says the Mishabura, if Katan Nun Aleph, Hutter HaKesher, the Kesher got loosened, Vuhu Adin and Nishmatum and Makoma, the same thing would apply if the Tefillin moved out of its place like we discussed yesterday. Then the Mishabu is going on the third case of the Machaber, and that which the Machaber says in the next case, but if you already were the Shorosh, it means you tightened it. That's the Iker Mitzvah, is to tighten it. And therefore, the only time that you will be required to make a new bracha on the Shayad after it gets loosened would only be if you already put on the Shorosh properly, the full way, tightening it, and it was done. Says the Mishabura Vaiter in Sifkotan Membez, 
We said again, like what we just mentioned, the last case of the Mechaber was if you put on the Shorosh already, and then the Shoyah gets loosened, so he said, Mahadeku Mavarech, you tighten it and you make a Bracha. Says the Mishabu in days, the Havile Kanishmatum Makoman, because it's just like it moving out of its place. And so too, if the Shorosh gets loosened and you have to tighten it, it gets loosened after you had tightened it already and now you need to do it again, so you'd have to make a bracha when you're tightening it the second time on your head. And according to what we learned earlier, based on the shla, just like we said yesterday in the shla, that if your tefillah moved out of place, you would not need to make a new bracha if you're in the middle of davening, because we assume you would not, it never took your mind off of it. So too says the Mishra over here that according to that shla, you would not have to make another bracha on your tefillin if it's during the zman of the tefillah, even if it got loosened and you had to retighten it, you would not need another bracha just like if it moved out of its place and you moved it back to its place if you were in the middle of davening. Now before we get to the next part about the tefillin that were borrowed and were stolen, I'd like to see a couple of bir alachas here, which are interesting. Number one is on daf lamid hay, this is going on the very first case that we discussed in the Mechaber, that as you were tightening it initially, the uh, the Kesher broke and you had to make a new Kesher. Nirali says the Bi'alacha, De'ein shum chiluk be'inim ha-Kesher me'osa ha-Ritzua, o shehutzuch likach Ritzua chadasha. It does not matter whether you're making the new Kesher with the same Ritzua or you're using a new Ritzua. De'ikar ha-Bracha hi ala tefillin ba'atzman. Because the Iker Bracha is on the Tefillin. So even though, since you don't need a Bracha on the Tefillin, it doesn't matter if it's a new Ritzua. A new Ritzua would not require another Bracha. And therefore, since, like we said in the Mishabura, the Bracha still was not Yechal till you properly tightened the Shalyad. And even if you have to make a new Nat, it's not a Hesek. Even if the new Nat you're making is on a new Ritzua, it's okay. As long as the, as the, the bias, as long as the, the Tefillin, the Tefillin is the same one, the Bracha is still around and it's fine. That's what the Bira is pointing out. It doesn't matter. Even if you have to change the Ritzua, it will not be grounds for a new Bracha. And the other Biralach I want to point out is the last one on page Lamed Hay, which continues on to page 70. There he's going on the final case, which was after you put on the Shalyad, and then you put on the Sharosh, everything was good, the Brachas were achal and done. Now your Tefillin Shalyad gets loosened, so there the Machaber says that you're Mahadek Umavarach, you tighten it and you make the Bracha. So the first point the Biralach points out is that it's Lav Dafka, that order. You don't tighten it and then make the Bracha. The Bracha Tzarech Liyos Kodem Ahiduch, the Kanal, the Sivches. Right? We need the bracha over last yasan. You obviously, it's lav dafka, the machaber is saying it means you tighten it with a bracha, but you make the bracha first and then you tighten it. And then he says, we're in the bir alacha now on the top of page 70. Vidan, you should know, demashma medivi ha'achronim, te dafka imhutter me'atzmo. This halacha, that afterwards you'll have to make a new bracha, that it, when it gets loosened, it's only if it gets loosened on its own. Shenishrapa kesha memela, the kesha starts getting undone on its own. Avam hitiru biadayim. But if you start undoing it with your hands, the chazer v'tiknu, and then you fix it, you loosen and fix it to readjust it. Ladas haramol le'el behezizim, like we saw yesterday in the ramol, when you're moving it, having in mind to put it back. Ain't sar lachzor leverach bazeb b'chol gavni. So that which we're saying here that you have to make a new bracha is only if it gets loosened on its own. But if you're loosening it in order to tighten it to fix something, that would be just like we said yesterday in the Ramah, that if you're moving it and you have a mind to move it back afterwards, that's fine. So here you're, you're, you're loosening it in order to tighten it. That also would be the same din that the Fidu Ramah would not require a new bracha. And then the Biralacha has an interesting suffix, which I'd like to read. Nistapakti in the third line. In Pasach HaTfilin Kedei Livdo Kaparshios V'nimsu Kshirim. 
for whatever reason, he got inspired after his tefillin were on his head. He decided, you know what? I'm going to open up my tefillin and check the parshios. For whatever reason, maybe he realized that yesterday, uh, you know, it was raining and they were left out for a couple of minutes. He got nervous. He takes off his tefillin in the middle of the evening and he wants to check to see if the parshios are okay. So I'm Mesupak, says the Chavis Chaim, if he opens his tefillin to check the parshios and it turns out they're kosher, and he puts them back in. And he sews it up again properly. It could be in that case when he puts the tefillin back on, he'll need a new bracha according to everyone. Even though he had in mind when he took it off, that assuming it's fine, he's going to put it back on, he would need a new bracha according to everyone. Why? Even though he had in mind, like we just said, if he finds out that it's kosher, he's going to put it back on, so he had it all in mind, he'll see a new bracha. Why? Because when you open up the tefillin and took out the parashios, it's no longer tefillin. Rak parashios ubatim. Now you have two separate things. You have parashios and you have batim. It's not tefillin. And therefore it's not like a case where the kesher gets undone or, or, or rips. Because the tefillin without the ritzuos, like we just mentioned in the Berlach that we just discussed, Without the Ritzuos, it's Lazar Shem Tzvillin. But without the Batan inside, it's not Tzvillin. And therefore, it's like making a new pair of Tzvillin. And therefore, you, Amasupak says the Baralacha, maybe even though you had it in mind, that would require a new Bracha. And then he says, There's a similar Suffolk, I have a Gabe Tzitzis. And again, this Baralacha is a good Chazar of a few things we lived in Hilchas Tzitzis. So we'll read it. If he realizes about the talus that he's wearing, he realizes one of the tits is puzzle, and he fixes it. He takes it off because it's puzzle, and then he fixes it and puts it back on. He'll need a new bracha because now he made a kosher, he would require a new bracha. That's for sure. That would be just like we're talking about over here. After you finish putting on all the tefillin, and then the ritzu, the, ritzu, the, the the knot snaps, and you're redoing it, so then it's doing a new a new ma'isa mitzvah. The tefillin you'll need a new bracha. V'chein matzasi b'derachayim. So that is not masupik about it. If you're wearing tzitzis, you realize it's it's pasul, and you take it off and you make a kosher, then you need a bracha. That's pasul. Ach im min hadin heim kshirim. But if your tzitzis are kosher. You realize a lot of the strings got cut, and the, we learned already in Hilchasitzis that it's it's pretty hard to passel. The strings are cut, but it's still kosher for sure. But you want to make it more mahudr. So you take your tefillin off, and you want to take off those strings and put on new strings that are more mahudr. But it was never possible in the first place. Lachor would appear to be that's considered taking it off with das to put it back on where you don't need to make another bracha like we said earlier in Simon Ches. But here we can say otherwise. That case is I took my talus off for a few minutes to, to play a game of tennis. And I put it, I have in mind to put it back on in 20 minutes. I put it back on. So there I had in mind when I took it off I'm going to put it back on. There I don't need another bracha. There the, the, the shame tzitzis was never taken off. It remains a kosher pair from beginning to the end. Which is not the case over here. When you took off one of the corners to try to put in more mahudic strings, at that time you passled it. It wasn't a kosher pair of tzitzis. And now you put it on, it's like a new pair of tzitzis. So could be everyone would say you're chai to make another bracha. So the same way he's specific about tefillin. If you're wearing a kosher pair of tefillin and you take it off to check it and you open it up and take out the, the parashios, maybe you have to make a new bracha even though you had it in mind because it's like a new pair of tefillin. So too, says the Be'er the same stuff 
suffolk if you're wearing a pair of tzitzis that are kosher, and you take it off and take out one of the tzitzis to make it more mahudr, so it could be you took out off the shame tzitzis from it, now you put it back on, it could be, even though you had it in mind, you would require another bracha. That is misupik about, and he says another case that it's not similar to. That we learned earlier that if the tzitzis became puzzle, after the bracha before you wore it, umato bo tzitzis acherim, the ain't our last sir levarach. In that case we said, you don't have to make a new bracha, the sham halohaya kodem kima mitzvah. That's like the first case we discussed today in the machabri in Hostilin. That was before you, the bracha had anything to be chalon, so therefore you wouldn't need a new bracha because the bracha is still hovering around waiting to be chal when you fix up the tzitzis. And he ends off the last line, v'tzarach iyan v'chalzes. He leaves out tzarach iyan, he's masifak, whether you need a new bracha in that case. Let's turn back to page Lamed Hay to finish up the Mishtaburas. We're in the Mishtabura in Sifkata Nun Gimel. We said in the Machaber, we ended off the Sif and we said, it's mutter to make a bracha on borrowed filling, but not on stolen filling. Says the Mishtabura, Sifkata Nun Gimel. Even if you borrowed someone's tefillin without permission, it's mutter to make a bracha on it. Like we learned by Hilchasitzis, A person is happy to help you do a mitzvah with his money. So you're allowed to borrow someone's tefillin without permission to do the mitzvah because we assume the person is happy for you to do it. However, there is limitation. Note 59 just points out one of the limitations. That's only once in a while thing, don't make a game that there's a guy who davens vasikin every day, you're going to come in at the next minute and wear his tefillin every day, because then we could assume he's makhbed on it. But to do it once in a while, you forgot your tefillin, you see someone else's tefillin, you would be allowed to borrow without permission and to make a brach on it. Again, that would be assuming, like the Mishaburah continues and says, Rakshi yikaplem kabarishona, you should wrap it up the same way it was wrapped up originally, velo yotziem mimokom harishon, and you shouldn't take it out from its initial place, kemo betalas le'el besimin yodalat ayin sham, just like all the details that we learned earlier in Hilchos Tzitzis. But the, the Mechaber ended up and said, but you can't make a bracha on stolen tefillin. Says the Mishiruah, Sifkata Nundalu, the Havalei Mitzvah Abba Avera, Vafilu Achar Yeish, Vafilu B'Diyevet Lokiyeh Mitzvah Tefillin. Says the Mishiruah, this is considered a Mitzvah Abba Avera, and even if the owners gave up hope, and even with the Evid, you're not making your mitzvah tefillin if you stole the pair of tefillin. Ah, however, in macharat tefillin la'achar yeish la'achar, if after the owner gave up hope of ever getting it back, then you sold it to someone else. Das ha'magin avram v'amachzus ha'shekel la'el diyuchal ha'sheni levarich. They say that the second guy who didn't do the avera of stealing it, he just bought it from the ganav, and it's after yeish he could make a brach on it. Dili didei have a yeish v'shini rishus. So from his point of view, it's already. Yeish from the Bailim and a change of Rishus from the Ganav. So they say it's okay. They hold, in this case also it is also to make a bracha. Even though it's mash from the Grah that you can be Yotze with such a pair of Tefillin. But you shouldn't make a bracha because Lemaisa, this is a pair of tefillin that you got from the Ganav and you were involved in the Kenyan because the Shini Rishus involved you. Therefore, you should not make a bracha. However, because through your purchasing it, the Gzela went out from the Rishus of the Bailam because the Kenyan happened through the Yeish and the Shini Rishus and you're getting it accomplished the Shini Rishus. So you are on some level involved. You're not the Ganav, but you were involved in the Kenyan happening that you now own it and the original owner does not. But the person who takes it from this person, who Bechlau wasn't involved in anything, would appear that he could make a bracha. 
the person who bought it from the one who bought it from the Ganav, that person could make the bracha because he was not involved in the Gneva, he was not involved in the Kenyan, he was totally after anything happened that took it away from the first guy, he would already be able to be Yosei his mitzvah and make a bracha. Let's begin. I'm assuming in that case that the third guy doesn't know anything about being stolen. Or you're assuming that he knows. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Knows, so, it, do, it doesn't matter. The, the involvement of the second person was not that he didn't steal. He was just involved in terms of the Shinu Rishus happened through him. But the third person, nothing was accomplished through him. So therefore they hold that he would be okay. Let's go back to, let's start Simon Sif Yud Gimel. Nogu ha'olam shelo lachlot tzfilin ar'achar kedushas uvalotzion. The Mechaber says the minog is not to take off one tzfilin until after the kedusha of uvalotzion. The kedusha of uvalotzion, as we say, kadosh, 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 baruch kvar Hashem imkomo. That is the minog, not to take the tzfilin off until after that point. V'yesh mishikosav al-tzara kabbalah. There are those who write al-tzara kabbalah. Shalom lachlot ad sh'omar behem shalosh kedushos v'arba kadishim. That one should not take off his tefillin until after he said three kedushos and four kadishim, which we'll see details of in the Mishabura. The hainu l'achar kadish yosom. That means not until after the kadish yosom, after aleinu. V'hochin dohogin ha-medaktikin. And that is how the medaktikim are noheg. Let's stop there and see the Mishabura. The Mishabura is essence of Katanun Hey, Nogu Olam, to not take off the Tfilin until after the Kedusha of Uvalotzion. There are those who don't keep the Tfilin on any longer than they have to. The Tzrichin Guf Naki, because Tfilin requires a clean Guf. It all goes according to the makeup of the person. If he does not have a clean guf, and he's worried he may pass gas with his tefillin on, he should take his tefillin off immediately. That is the reason why most of the world is no like not to wear tefillin all day. It's just because of that, because they're worried it's very serious that a person should not be mefiach when he's wearing tefillin, he has to have a gufnaki, and therefore if a person feels he has to be mefiach, he must remove his tefillin. We saw yesterday that according to many he could just lift it up and move it all the way to the side, but he must remove his tefillin. But that's why we don't wear tefillin all day. It was brought down for the shame of the Arizal that he didn't take off his tefillin until after Aleinu. On a day that there is a bris mila, one should not take off his tefillin until after the bris mila. Because both mila and a tefillin is os, and therefore you should have your tefillin on during the mila. In No. 65 it discusses if it's Rosh Chodesh, which it's... It's becoming Rosh Chodesh now in a couple of minutes. So if there would be a bris mila tomorrow, and we take off our tefillin before Musaf, so he says in note 65 that the Shulchan Malachim writes that, uh, it's interesting, he says the Baal bris who's knowing to wear tefillin b'sha'as ha'mila, it sounds from the note that if the minute is the Baal bris, not everyone in the tibur, but a Baal bris who's knowing to wear tefillin b'sha'as ha'mila, he should go back after Musaf and put his tefillin back on the covered ha'mila. Now, we could... A factor in everything that we learned till now, whether he's making the bracha or not, he doesn't discuss it over here. But if he didn't go, didn't go to the bathroom and he had in mind he was going to put it back on in a few minutes after Musaf, he wouldn't make another bracha. It would be fine according to the Ashkenazim. What? Why would it be a hafsuk? I don't know. I, I, I don't think it would be a hafsuk. 
I would assume without, without a bracha. Says the Mishabura, Vaitis Sefkata Nulvav, we said in the, in the Ramah that there are those who say that you should have Shalosh Kedushos Va'arba Kadishim. To Sofa here, the Mishabura says it's a mistake. It means to say, Ube'emes Tarach Lomar, Shalosh Kadishim Va'arba Kadushos. It should be three Kadishim and four Kadushos. So what are the, what are the, uh, four Kadushos? Ki Baruchu Es Hashem Nechshav Chadah. Baruchu is considered a Kadusha. Shehi Dava Shev Kedusha, because that is Dava Shev Kedusha. The Kedusha Safa Verura Shnia. The Kedusha that we say before Shema Yisrael, that would be the second Kedusha. Baruchu, the Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh before Kriya Shema. Kedusha Samida, the regular Kedusha that we say in Shemon Esrei. O Kedusha Suvalatziyum. That's the four Kedushos. The Shlosha Kadishim Hu and the three Kadishim are Chati Kadish Shekodem Baruchu. The Chatsi Kaddish before Baruch Hu, Chatsi Kaddish Shachar Tfilas Yudches, the Chatsi Kaddish Yetzir Shemon Esrei, the Kaddish Sholem Shachar Velotziyom, the full Kaddish we say Yetzir Velotziyom. Umikomakom Mashem Primigodim Mushari Achronim Tivamakomos Shunohagin Lomar Kaddish Yosom B'chol Yom Achar Aleinu. In a place where the custom is to say Kaddish Yosom every day after Aleinu, Tov Shalalachlos at Achar Kaddish Yosom. It's better not to take a Tfilas until after Kaddish Yosom. So it's funny the Mishabura says it's a Tov Sofer and he switches around to get four. Kedushos and three Kaddishim, but then when he explains it, he, he has uh, four Kaddishim, and the Kedushos, he has to ship in the, the Baruchu to get the fourth one. Could have kept it the way it was. Right? He switches it around, but then it ends up being right hard to find the four Kaddishim. But that's what he says is the proper way, that there are four Kedushos, and there are three Kaddishim, but again, it's Masha the Prima Godem, that you should leave it on till after the Kaddish Yosom, which the Ramah anyway says afterwards, Al Pikabala, that that is what people should be doing. And people that are knowing to fold their talus and tefillin and to put it away in their bag during Kaddish, they're not doing the right thing. Because a person has to be very careful to have kavana when he says Yehishmei Rabbah. And we'll end with this line, the main Yehishmei Rabbah who owed the Madriga Gavoa Yosher mi Kedusha. And that, the answering of Yehishmei Rabbah is in a higher Madriga than Kedusha. So how careful a person has to be not to be dealing with taking off his talus or his fill and putting it in the bag during a main Yehishmei Rabbah. We'll stop here and we'll continue with Mr. Shem tomorrow. You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including Myra McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS, that's 203-312-7427, or email info at shasilluminated.org.